0: So here we have a grizzled badass who bonds with a child and explains why exactly he's not really the badass you should look up to. Today's movies, Shane versus Logan. Hello everyone! Welcome to another episode of Movie Deja Vu, a podcast that answers the question, didn't I seize this somewhere? From two movie aficionados. I'll be your gunslinger Shady, and with me is my co-host and mutant friend, John.
1: I am a mutant. You're a mutant. I am. The good kind?
0: We (laughs) like mutants.
1: (laughs) Yes, we do.
0: Well, as we said in the intro, today we are doing Shane versus Logan
1: westerns in disguise
0: hi john how are you doing today
1: (laughs) i'm good shady how are you doing
0: i'm good i am worried about this episode because these are two sad movies
1: oh boy i have never seen shane prior to recording this episode okay so watching it i watched it twice for this show oh (laughs) I watched it once without, like, taking any notes. And then I watched it another time going down the K-hole. That is me taking
0: notes.
1: (laughs) So it was very, very interesting. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk.
0: So Shane came out in 1953. Um, It was written by A.B. Guthrie, Guthrie? Guthrie Jr. It was written by A.B. Guthrie Jr., with additional dialogue by Jack Scher, and it was based off of a book by Jack Schaefer, directed by George Stevens. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 97% and a Metacritic score of 80 out of 100. Do you want to break that down?
1: That is out of 11 reviews. Hmm. We have eight positive and three mixed.
0: According to IMDb, the plot is a weary gunfighter attempts to settle down with a homestead family, but a smoldering settler slash rancher conflict forces him to act.
1: Sure. Yeah. We did it.
0: And then our other film is 2017's Logan, uh, with a screenplay by Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green. Story by James Mangold, based off a character by John Ramita Sr., Roy Thomas, Glenn Wine, Herb Trent. Trim- Trimpe? Trimp?
1: Trimp? Trimp? Herb.
0: Herb that guy. (laughs) Herb that guy. Um, Based off the comic Old Man Logan by Mark Miller and Stephen McNiven. And it was directed by James Mangold. The Rotten Tomatoes score is 93%. And the Metacritic score is 77 out of 100.
1: And that is out of 51 reviews five one reviews you're welcome world 46 percent 40 not percent 46 of them are positive there's four mixed and then there's one negative review
0: so the imdb summary for this movie is in a future where mutants are nearly extinct an elderly and weary logan leads a quiet life but when Lara, a mutant child pursued by scientists comes to him for help he must get her to safety so, this episode, I think we have to talk about the comparisons between these movies differently than previous episodes. because yes. previous ones we talk mostly about plot similarities.
1: yeah, we and do like the one, skeleton plot, and
0: this one this... is a lot more both of these movies are character studies, um, so there's mm-hmm. more emphasis on character development than the plot anyhow, and they're more sim- The similarities lie more in the theme and the tone of these films.
1: I mean, really, the only plot point that we can just talk about a protagonist dies at the end.
0: Well, and he bonds with a child before he dies. Well, because I'm going to float this by you. Um, My sort of comparison between them is that Lara in Logan is actually a combination of Joey and Marion from Shane.
1: And see, I thought Charles was Marion from Shane.
0: Mm. I always thought I I would uh, peg Charles as more of the Joe and uh, the other settlers.
1: Um, See, see, I said Charles was Marion because he was more of the voice of reason. So like, you you know how Marion goes to Joe and she's like, let's just let him stay the night, whatever. And then she even, it, she even stops the flirtation between her and Shane.
0: Right. But the way I was coming at it is uh, Marion represents an ideal life that, uh, that Shane can never lead. And Laura is sort of that to Logan.
1: Ooh. Because
0: Marion represents the wife that Shane can never have. And uh, Lara is the daughter that Logan can never really have.
1: Ooh, I can see that the writers of Logan mm-hmm. took the characters of Shane and then just like mixed up their personalities to create the characters of well, yeah. Logan.
0: Because they so also like, they, they were also working within a story that this is a, a long running series that these characters are very well established and have a pre-established relationships. Yes. So they couldn't just retrofit them into new personalities to match the characters from Shane. Right. But, I mean, let's, you know, just address the elephant in the room right now. Um, Logan makes no attempt at even hiding that it's deeply inspired by Shane. They watch Shane in the movie.
1: Yeah, and I was about to say that, that Shane is in this movie's universe. So... Like they're very well aware of.
0: Right. I mean, they deliberately end Logan with the exact same ending dialogue as Shane. Maguara like quotes Shane at the end of Logan.
1: It's true.
0: Yeah. And that dialogue tears me apart. Whether it's Alan Ladd or Daphne Keane saying it, it tears me apart every time I hear it. The No More I... in the Valley line. Ugh. But... but if we want to talk about the overarching theme that's Shared by these movies. Yeah. With both movies, you take a genre that for the time the movie was made was ridiculously popular. Um, to the point this is what every studio was trying to make. In the 1950s, it was all about Westerns. In the 2010s, it was all about superheroes. And you take this sort of archetypal character who is typically the heroic badass, and mm-hmm. you show how much genuine struggle he goes through and how um, just living his day-to-day life because he's living in a setting that's not kind to the people living in it. So there's a lot of emphasis on day-to-day struggle. Um, and on top of that, you also see the weight of all of the violence that he's had to survive that normally in a movie like this makes him look cool, makes him look like, oh, you wanna be this guy, and just shows how it's completely broken him as a human.
1: I didn't really get that from Shane. You didn't. No.
0: Okay. I don't. Cause I, I totally I, did because he spends the entire movie trying to sort of chase Joey off, being like him.
1: I guess what's coming to mind more so is what Joe Joe the dad sorry I had to double check that was his name, um, <laughs> like basically told him to to not fight for him, like you know he was just like don't fight like keep it cool we're cool here in this place
0: shane still spends the movie trying to chase joey off from the beginning trying to chase joey off from pursuing his lifestyle the gunslinger lifestyle that's more what i'm talking about
1: gotcha 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 gotcha
0: because he at this point in the movie he knows that he has no or at least he feels that he has no soul left to save so he's going to help save this little boy soul instead and convince him that a real hero is somebody like his father. That's so sad. <laughs> I know. These movies are so sad.
1: Although, like I said, I didn't have a relationship with this movie. So maybe that's why
0: okay.
1: I, uh, I'm i coming at it differently for this podcast. Right. So I don't think, I probably didn't pick up on a lot of things because, you know, I'm too busy being like, gotta compare it! <laughs> Although I have to say, like I, like I did say that the protagonist dies at the end,
0: mm-hmm. I did
1: like that they only really alluded to it in Shane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that image was beyond gorgeous.
0: Oh my god, yeah. And it makes it so much more tragic that Joey probably doesn't know that he's dying.
1: Or, no, I think he does.
0: I mean, I think he... Or
1: part... It's like it's like he does and he doesn't at the same time, where he's like, he'll be fine. He'll right. be totally fine.
0: Right. Well, oh, God, when he says, Shane, come back, it kills me every time. Um, Very famous line, by the way. We'll get to all of the things this movie is famous for during special features.
1: Oh, good, because I'm going to need an education on it.
0: <laughs> um. Well... So my relationship with this movie is very different than yours. I grew up watching this with my dad. It's my dad, one of my dad's very favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And it, he says that it's like one of those movies that sort of taught him what it really means to be a man and to get over these like boyish fantasies of being like this like bold hero who's gonna go in and kill the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And like be like this cool badass who drifts from town to town. And, like, this movie was like, no, 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 that's not what being a man is. Being a man okay. is taking care of the people you love and taking care of your community.
1: I'm, um, seeing, I'm seeing more of the similarities now that you're talking about it.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I mean when, like, this is really more of a spiritual remake.
1: Because with you just talking, it, it brought me back to the scene in Logan where he yells about how the comic books are fake to yeah. Laura so right. it's kind of it's the same thing where it's like these aren't real these are they they took the story and blew it up to make right. it this
0: and he yells about her about in real life people die he's teaching her that there are real world consequences for the things that happen in those comic books right and watching it now for this podcast was the first time i really clued into that scene is the exact same scene where they're watching shane on tv so, like, that really pulls that theme together. because that's- Oh, wait,
1: when he bursts in and he's like, this, this is not uh, with the comic books?
0: Yeah. There, it's, yeah. He is in the exact same frame as the TV playing Shane.
1: It's unfortunate. The, it's not unfortunate, but it's a little <laughs> weird that they did the timing differently. I mean, I get it that it was that they wanted, they had to establish the end Mm-hmm. Of the movie, so that when Laura does a callback to it at the end of the of the of Logan, mm-hmm. it makes sense to the audience. Right. But I'd almost rather them show. what well, he was deterring him more so, like bluntly, to be like, "Don't follow me." <laughs>
0: right. There's no coming back from a killing.
1: Right. Yeah. This yeah. Is, yeah. That that's but,
0: the final dialogue in Shane.
1: Basically saying what you just said to her is like. This isn't all it's cracked up to be.
0: Mm-hmm. It is like, that is one of the main differences is that Shane bonds with Joey right away and sort of yeah. takes him on as like a surrogate second father figure right away. Whereas with Logan and Lara, that's one of the main plot lines is them bonding and reaching that point before the third act.
1: Uh, I can't wait to get a differences. Cause I have a good one for you. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> there's also like a lot of emphasis on community in both of these movies um it's a lot more evident in Shane because it's just about all these settlers uh building a community together and learning how to protect each other uh the best ways and everything
1: oh yeah but i feel like it takes the death of a character or in logan's case multiple characters for right. That to really happen. Right? Am I right in saying that?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I-, I was just thinking about that scene with Eric LaSalle and his family because, you know, Charles is trying to impart this value in community into Logan, who is so gone at this point and everything. And it's such a.
1: Well, that that's where the major similarity is between the two, is that the protagonist. In both movies, Logan and Shane help out a family of three at some point. Granted, right. in Shane, that's the whole movie, right? But like, you have the the Munson family. I mean, I helps didn't... with their horses, which is funny because that's <laughs> what Shane's doing too. Right.
0: Well, I think that's entirely intentional. James Mangold very much wanted to make Logan as much of a western as he could, while still being a superhero movie.
1: Ah, true. Okay. Um, i see that i see yeah. that when logan goes to help the dad with the water mm-hmm. that's something that obviously shane would have done with joe star it right and probably did do in their very homoerotic ch- wood chopping scene <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it's there
1: I mean... Both, like,
0: Marion, Joe, and Shane would have been an amazing throuple.
1: It gets a little weird with Joey also falling in love with him, like, in love, in love. Not not the way that he describes it. You can tell that that little boy is like, I'm gay for him. Sorry, I'm sorry to destroy this movie for you, but I was just like... Oh, you are not destroying
0: it. You are making it better.
1: Whoa, the Start family wants to jump on Shane's bones and... Not let off.
0: I mean, I kind of want to jump on his bones, too, so... Oh,
1: he's so hot.
0: He's dreamy.
1: Um, I mean, we can go on and on with similarities. Can I just get jump into differences? Because I have this really good one that I've been waiting to tell you.
0: <laughs> sure, go for it.
1: Okay, so obviously they're both... The characters, the both movies' titles are the characters names
0: right. right
1: do you know how many times they say their names in the movie in their respective movies
0: i was not keeping track now
1: because that's probably this is part of the reason why i probably checked out of the thematic similarities mm-hmm. i was counting the number of
0: times
1: <laughs> they said jane's name in the goddamn movie and it's 89 <laughs> times that i counted jesus I'm, may have missed one or two of them but there i know in that first watch through i was just like shane where are you going shane shane what's up shane and like obviously he says his name once right to introduce himself but then from then on it's
0: well i'm sure like the
1: character says it once or twice
0: i'm sure joey said it 60 times oh
1: least. yeah and then in Logan, his name is only said 38 times, hmm. which I was just like, guys, come on. You can pull <laughs> Well, and the interesting thing, though, is that once Charles dies, he's no longer called Logan. No right. one says Logan.
0: Right, because there's no one who has...
1: That level of...
0: Right, sort of... Friendship. Right, fondness. Um, it is. It's also... Talking about names, we can talk a little bit about background too, because we know a lot about Logan as a character. Even if you've never seen any of the X-Men movies or cartoons or read the comic books, is such a famous character that you probably still know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. In Shane, they very deliberately tell you as little as possible about Shane. Including, yeah, we don't know if Shane is his first name, if it's his last name, if, if it's, it's a, a fake nickname.
1: name. Yeah, right. If it's Me. his middle name that he goes by, because his first name is really like Ponce,
0: <laughs> or like if his name was really if is his it. name was really Sean and he misread it because he didn't have a great education in those days,
1: right? Yeah, he's just very mysterious. That's why. That's why I almost I, I gave you a little pushback when you were saying that he had some sort of PTSD because he's very mysterious and there's nothing real. he 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 says he's a gunslinger and he's right. this person coming into wyoming
0: wyoming yeah
1: yeah he's this new person coming into this town i guess we'll call it for lack yeah. of a better term
0: it's, it's a settlement but they're trying to build it into a town
1: yeah um
0: But we do get some clues from other characters, though. Like, there's one character... Before he has the big brawl in the bar, there's one character who's playing cards with another one, and he sees Shane, and he says, deal me out, and leaves. And that gives you a hint that this is a guy with a reputation that at least one of these other gunslingers recognizes him and knows that he doesn't want any trouble with him.
1: Oh, really? I thought it was, like the fact that he's associated with the homesteaders that that person was just because it's so fascinating seeing those Riker brothers or mm-hmm. the Riker gang, whatever they're called. Um, they're just so disgusted by the homesteaders. And it's like, guys, they're the ones that are going to create the population. Like,
0: Right. I mean, that was a real, like, that's also steeped in historical conflict though. There was a real Pushback against homesteaders from cattlemen who already had laid claim to certain land. I mean, that comes up in fucking Oklahoma. That whole
1: conflict. I I just meant that it was such a revulsion to them that he would. I read it as that he like had to stop playing because he was going to go vomit. Because you know, how (laughs) dare this person grace us with their presence and give, give this place their money like that's a, that's <laughs> okay. how i read it you know, all right
0: i can see that
1: do you want to talk about children for a hot second
0: oh, i <laughs> always i never want to talk about children let's be real
1: oh boy that's <laughs> that's creepy but um so obviously both films have the child co-star yeah that is the sidekick um one never shuts up <laughs> Joey. And then Laura says her first line at uh, at an hour and thirty seven minutes and forty eight seconds, saying "Donata." Yeah, which is like okay. <laughs> Part of me wish that she went through the whole movie silent, but like like Angela. <laughs> like I, wish, I wish I wish Angela Angela in Sleep Boy Camp was silent the whole movie, but. <laughs> oh come on that would have been more fascinating if they were like what it, it would have made her more mysterious but i just love that once um lara lara says opens her mouth she's just like yelling at logan yeah. <laughs> and which she's i like,
0: don't know much spanish but i picked up a few of those words and i was like oh she is going deep
1: just wait <laughs> just you wait um and then you also, but, like, you have other child children in both movies. In um, Shane, it felt like they were just background extras.
0: Well, they were there because...
1: They were they family. Just,
0: they added flavor to the idea of these settlers and
1: trying then, to
0: settle a town.
1: And then in Logan, you have the other child actors because... They are the same. They are the other X-23s yeah. in the bunch. I just, I didn't like that one girl in the funeral scene in, Lo, in um, Shame that she, she clearly did not understand acting because <laughs> <laughs> she was just a little girl. You it know, was also
0: a- the 1950s and the state of child acting was... Um-
1: not, Not the great. greatest. No. No. But like, when they cut back to her and she, and when Joey's like petting a, a donkey or something, she's like, watch out, I'll bite you. I'm like, why? Why do I care about that one second of film? <laughs> Somebody explain <laughs> it to me.
0: Um, my, I mean, my explanation for stuff like that, there's a lot of stuff in, Lo- in Chain that doesn't fully feed into the story, the plot so much, but is just sort of there to add flavor to, like there are so many shots of livestock. And um, to me, it always just sort of filled in that these are real working people. These are laborers. Um, and, and, and they're so bringing many sh- life to this land.
1: But there's also so many shots of Joey's dumb face. <laughs> it just felt like whenever he was in a scene with other people, he would shut down until it was his line, and then he'd be like, I'm acting, and then he'd shut down.
0: I mean, again, a lot of it, too, is I watch a lot of movies from the 1950s, and things were just stylistically so different. Shane is such a... It's such a departure from what was typical of a Western during that time period. Um, But... If you're watching it as a modern viewer who doesn't watch a lot of Westerns and especially old classic Westerns, it's going to be like, yeah, I don't get what the big deal is.
1: Which I get that they were, that Logan was, I'm going to also call Logan a Western.
0: Uh, it's totally you a know, Western. What,
1: a, a postmodern Western, if you want to get really like. right.
0: No, it has all of the hallmarks of a Western, except that it takes place in the future instead of the past.
1: I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, I want to jump back to a similarity. Do you think that they both take place in the course of, like, a week-ish?
0: I think Shane takes place over several weeks, I would say, about that for Logan. I I would say Shane is closer to, like, maybe two months. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting. I just couldn't get a a right passage of time with Shane. Yeah. At least with... At least with Logan, right off the bat, you know that it's like, you have a week to get her there,
0: right?
1: To get her to North Dakota. Is that where they're going?
0: Yes, and then North eventually.
1: Carolina.
0: No. No, North Dakota, and then eventually Canada.
1: Yeah, they go. They're going somewhere north. Yeah. Whereas, Shane, time moves, moves slow, but it still moves in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Thank you for thank you for that i wasn't i was just like is it a week is it a I think, month
0: it, i think it's longer than a week but it's not i mean there's not like a change of seasons
1: um i have one last note that i just want to talk about okay it's about the antagonists in both films um
0: jack palance or riker or jack wilson or riker For shane
1: uh jack wilson you mean
0: yeah, well, Jack Palance is the actor. Jack Wilson's the character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Rufus Riker has to hire uh, Jack Wilson, yeah, an outsider to come take care of Shane. However, you have Logan, who is like literally just trying to survive with Charles. Half and before up until Charles, Charles obviously dies, but like. The whole time they were talking about uh, going on a boat and um, sailing off, and just not turning back, not looking back. Mm-hmm. But you have the antagonist of that movie is an entire secret corporation, well, <laughs> right. sci- secret government scientist facility, or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Yeah, um, and the transigen, and they are just. Cleaning up house, so that's the whole point of that's their hall motivation. Right. And then you have R- Rufus and Shane, who's like, "This is my land. I want it back." And putting my foot down, and then he mm. gets his foot shot off. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, he gets shot in the chest. Let's be real here, but you know <laughs> that was a beautiful scene for the emotional roller coaster that I personally went on watching Shane, where I. I'm not gonna like didn't like most of it. That's uh okay. that whole ending minus when Joey talks, um <laughs> was so well done where mm. you have the the fight, the shootout, but it's not like uh when you think of a western
0: right western it, movie of
1: the same time.
0: It, it's very it's not like that you know, we're gonna go walk towards each other like in high noon and like mm,
1: ten have- paces in turn or whatever.
0: Right. Like a like a gentleman's duel. It's it's really kind of underhanded and ugly.
1: I mean I guess you could say the same thing too about Logan where it's it's not like the other both movies are not like other films of their genre.
0: Right. They they are making a statement against the type of violence that's shown in those movies.
1: Did you just change my mind?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean maybe. Well, I, was, I mean that was going to be like my big thing that brings it all together is how in most superhero movies and especially with Wolverine as a character and in most westerns especially with like this white hat gunslinger as your main character, those scenes are full of glory and they seem great and heroic and like how brave of these people to do these things and how cool do they look and everything? And this one, it's like, no, this violence is like, especially like, I can't watch some of the fight scenes in Logan. I close my eyes for a lot of it. it it's made so it- brutal. In Shane, they specifically, um, this is going to go in special features, but I'll just say it now because it ties in now. They specifically had the gunshots go into trash cans to make them louder and clang a lot more and make them more jolting to the audience than a typical gunshot in a Western would sound. Right. Because they wanted to almost scare you. Like, they, they wanted they, it to be scary. And then you have this scene with Stonewall Tory, who thinks he's going to be like the cool badass who goes into town and he's going to shoot Jack Palance and, you know, save everybody. And he dies in the mud after like a dirty trick by Jack Palance. It, there is no dignity in his death.
1: And then with Logan, like I said, they turned it up to 11 because it's like a rated R movie.
0: Ugh, yeah. But, but and- then. They're not trying to make it look cool. They're trying to make it look awful.
1: Yeah. Especially that beginning fight. Well, I'm calling it a fight. Yeah. With the... The gang at the limo. Hold on. I have it written down what they're (laughs) called. Bangers. They call them bangers. Okay. (laughs) Uh. But, yeah.
0: And then, of course... By the end of these movies, we've learned a valuable lesson about um, don't do violence. The thing that kind of bothers me in Logan, like in Shane, that lesson is learned before Joey ever attempts to kill somebody. And I, I think part of the tragedy of Logan is that at this point, by the time the film ends, Lara has already killed at least dozens of
1: people understandable it was right, also right. she out had.
0: of self-defense and it's also her instinct to go into that but like it just makes me so sad to hear her as a child say there's no coming back from a killing uh. <laughs> because she's already past the point of no return i hate you for breaking this up <laughs> i'm gonna own up to it right now i was the one who suggested this episode and then watching these movies i was like fuck what did i do these are so sad
1: like,
0: like we're not going to have fun talking about these very sad movies.
1: Oh no. Oh no. Let's like, just go just go back and listen to Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> and and <Jammin'> the Hoggins' <laughs> episode if you want to.
0: Special
1: <laughs> I think
0: I finally understand you. I love them. As you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, uh, during special features, we assign ourselves different movies to do some further research on, and um, you know, we're just trying to help you learn a little something about the movies, surprise each other, nerd out, all that fun stuff.
1: Shady, you had Shane. I did and have Shane. Since and since we have a pat, a patron going with these, you get to go first. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hugely influential movie, um, as I've alluded to before. This movie was very unique for Westerns in its time because it took so much of its running time to emphasize the struggle of living in one of these homesteads, Mm -hmm. um, which was typically, in a Western, very romanticized. And it looked, you know, oh, look at their simple life. It's so great. And in this one, it's like they do work all of the time and they have very little in the way of help if they ever need it, they only have each other, and they took great pains for the most part. With one notable exception, um, like so, so many of the costumes are so dirty, and they look like they've worn them for weeks at a time. Um, the one exception, I'm sure you noticed, Jean Arthur looks pristine all of the time.
1: Oh, I was gonna. Say, I, I was gonna just say her wedding dress. Is, oh yeah, is <laughs> the one thing that they. Or, like, you get a speck of dirt on this, you die.
0: <laughs> but even, like, even in her more simple clothes, they're usually very clean. And I took that as, like, sort of this expressionistic break from reality to further emphasize that Marion is an ideal that Shane can never achieve.
1: Well, she also got the soft-focused. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, here, here's a fun fact, just because Hollywood in general, but especially Hollywood in the 1950s, Gene Arthur was older than... Alan Ladd, and Van Heflin when they made this movie. I mean, she was always older than them, but...
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she I think I like, read that one.
0: She was, like, 50 years old, and that was, you know, normally in a movie, like, this, they'd cast a 25-year-old to play her part.
1: Right, but uh, didn't the director, like, specifically want her?
0: Yeah, he'd worked with her before. They were good friends, and uh, he really wanted to work with her again. I mean, and obviously, 50 years old is, like, a perfectly good age for that character. It's just that normally Hollywood is like, well cast a 25 year old and like sure she has a 10 year old son. It's fine.
1: Well cast a 25 year old, make sure she looks 17 and she has a 10 year old little shit of a son.
0: Right. And also her husband and her potential other love interests are both gonna be fifty themselves.
1: Hello, White Christmas.
0: <laughs> so um the American Film Institute, which Let's be honest, it's, their main mission is film preservation, so when they make lists, they do try to, they trend towards older films a lot of the time, and obviously it's the American Film Institute, it's all American films, it's all Hollywood, um, but Shane appears on a bunch of their lists. The first time they did the AFI 100 Years 100 Movies, Shane was number 69.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, uh. and then when they did the 10th anniversary re-ranking of that list it got bumped up to number 45 they star also- wars
1: is on that list too lest you forget
0: <laughs> yeah star wars is right below the searchers on that list which is and, funny because it pulls so much from the searchers
1: and so is jamming the holograms i'm kidding <laughs> Josie Lee pussycats is really um, on there i'm yeah. also kidding uh,
0: well at least there's no 50 shades no. Um, AFI also did 100 Heroes and Villains, where they did 50 of the best Hollywood heroes and 50 of the best Hollywood villains. And Shane ranked as, a number, as number 16 for heroes. My oh. argument against that is that Shane is not really the hero of this story. Joe is the hero. The dad. Yeah. But that's a conversation for another time. Shane also came in with the number 47 quote on AFI's 100 movie quotes with shane shane come back (laughs) here's an afi list that i don't know why they made this it's called afi's 100 years 100 cheers and it's the top 100 inspiring movies and they ranked shane as number 53 i don't think it's particularly inspiring
1: i mean he does inspire the community to come together
0: sure Uh, yeah I mean, sure, but number 53 inspiring movies?
1: It depends on like what was number 1 on that one. Uh,
0: I'm not telling
1: you to actually tell me, but you know. Yeah, they, no, it was, you, it was you look at the like, t-
0: like I know the Wizard of Oz was high up there and stuff like that. It's yeah. like a lot of kid movies.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Um, and then, of course, AFI did top 10, 10, where they did 10 different genres and the top 10 movies that fall within those genres. And Chain ranked number three on the Western list, just below The Searchers at number one and High Noon at number two. Huh. And then I'm just going to do this last one because it's a sexy segue.
1: Ooh, a sexy segue. We love sexy segues here.
0: Yeah so there is on the wikipedia page for this movie there is an entire menu titled influence on later works (laughs) and it points out five movies in particular i mean i just like how many movies have an entire menu that's just like influence on later works
1: i mean have you not listened to this podcast (laughs) i
0: know know. well that's like the, the right (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, so many movies that have been imitated ad nauseum, I don't think have that list. Um, But so Wikipedia pulled five movies in particular. I personally thought of a bunch more reading it, but I'm just going to do what they did. There was a 1980 Japanese film called A Distant Cry from Spring, which has a similar plot. There's a 1985 film, Pale Rider, starring Clint Eastwood, which is partly inspired by Shane. This one sounds fun. It's from 1998. It's called Soldier and it stars Kurt Russell. And it takes the basic plot of Shane but sets it in the Blade Runner universe.
1: Oh my god.
0: I've never heard of this movie before and like I'm dying to see it now.
1: Maybe we'll revisit Shane and do that movie and actually see. (laughs) Oh my god, that would be incredible.
0: (laughs) And then also in 1998, F. Gary Gray released the film The Negotiator. And in that movie, Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin Spacey play two lieutenants and they have an argument about the ending of this movie. Kevin Spacey says that Shane died and Samuel L. Jackson says he slumped because he shot. Shot don't mean dead. Solid. There's also, I think there was a Seinfeld episode where two characters had a similar argument over whether Shane died or not.
1: I mean, we can get dead. So whatever. <laughs>
0: Personally, I don't think the movie works if Shane survives at the end. He has to be dying.
1: It's a metaphor. Right, it's a metaphorical it's a, scene.
0: Right, kill, it's literally kill your heroes. Um, and then the final point on this Wikipedia page was the 2017 film Logan drew substantial thematic influence from Shane and formally acknowledged it with a series of specific dialogue references and scene clips. As the film ends, Shane's farewell words to Joey are recited verbatim at the title character's grave.
1: Well, I had Logan, and <laughs> I'm going to start off with this fun fact that's, a, that's also like a sexy ending segue.
0: <laughs>
1: so, you know, Patrick Stewart's whole monologue talking about seeing Shane in theaters and all that. Yeah. Improvised. Oh, Fuck.
0: God, he's such a good actor.
1: <laughs> My God,
0: how was he not nominated for an Oscar for this movie? He's so amazing in it.
1: It's a it's, 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 um, comic movie, unfortunately. But
0: it did get Oscar nods, just not that one.
1: I know. And it, like, Oscar, they like comic book movies t-
0: had already won that award at that point. Like, Heath Ledger had already won that, the Supporting Actor Award for, for playing the Joker. Also Daphne Keen should
1: have been nominated as well. But Oh, that's just me. speaking of Daphne Keen, Let's do it. <laughs> thank you for making another sexy segue. <laughs> um, she was not allowed to film in the casino due to her age. Oh, she was 11 when they were filming this movie, so she had to have a body double for certain shots. I
0: mean,
1: you you're 12. Yeah. Um oh, and, okay, so we mentioned this while we were getting getting at it. Um, I found the translation of what Laura yelled at Logan. Now, this is the translation I found on IMDb. Whether it really is this or not, mm-hmm. that's another story. But it feels like somebody put the words in Google Translate, <laughs> and this is what happens. Why do you want me to talk to you if you're always insulting me, yelling at me, if you try to leave me behind, you want me to open my mouth? That's like the first thing that she says to him really fast. And that's really all that I found. But I was just like, that's... I could
0: have sworn I heard her say puta, and I know what puta means. Probably.
1: (laughs) So one of Laura's comics is X-Men number 132, which is the introduction of donald pierce one of the villains in this movie
0: oh oh,
1: okay here's some more easter eggs about the other x-23s yeah so there's the character bobby bobby's the one that's seen holding the wolverine figure at the end he is created from dna from christopher bradley Bradley, the character, appeared in X-Men Origins under the name Bolt.
0: Okay.
1: So Bobby has uh, thunder powers, (laughs) if you will. He's like, oh, don't cry.
0: Nobody can see me cry. Don't tell them I'm crying.
1: (laughs) Uh, So there's that character, Richter, who is like the head of the mutants. Mm -hmm. Um, He is created with the DNA from dominic petros in the comics petros is a member of the brotherhood called avalanche Mm. Uh, richter is another character name in the comics and he can release seismic energy from his fingertips but according to his file he has the um ability to a different ability
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then (laughs) there's a character called pinecone girl <laughs> and the actress that plays her is daphne Keene's stunt double
0: oh so is she, how old is she
1: i didn't get that information oh, okay.
0: I, I would just be curious if she was just a very young looking 18 year old or something
1: I mean, all the kids looked like they were kids.
0: Yeah, they, they that, that's one of the things I love about this movie is that like, so, the oldest-looking one to me is like, that kid's maybe 15.
1: And she may have been that one. Um, okay. So this movie, I know we said that it was based off of the Old Man Logan comic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that comic... Uh, an aging Logan sets out for one last adventure. However, Mysterio tricks him into killing the X-Men.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they, there was a, I also found three other comics that it was inspired by, if you will, which mm-hmm. was Mutant Massacre, Mutants Being Slaughtered, X-23 for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. and then The Death of Wolverine, A Dying Wolverine Has One Last Adventure. With those brief summaries, <laughs> you can see how they piecemealed this together. Yeah, With obviously Old Man Logan being the...
0: Right. That, I think that was even just how they pitched this movie originally. It was just like, let's do an adaptation of Old Man Logan. Also, like, can we get a sequel <laughs> that is not sad and also just like about Laura? Because she's awesome.
1: Um... It is rumored that she is actually cast in a future X-Men movie.
0: Are those rumors still good now that Disney's bought it or?
1: Um, if you go to Daphne Keene's IMDb, nothing is listed as of now. But that's because obviously we're in COVID times. So, right. oh, she was in His Dark Materials.
0: Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you watch that?
1: I haven't seen it yet. Is it The, um, the
0: HBO series, it's pretty good. Um, it's What's much on, better than the movie. It's on HBO. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to see it, but I don't have HBO. So,
0: John, uh, can you think of other movies that are similar in theme? Well, apparently, that Blade Runner movie
1: my god i still want to see it now. <laughs> um i don't really know the western genre that well
0: mm-hmm. I, I mean i'll say this is like very unique amongst westerns that's part of why it's so notable
1: i'm i'm gonna say off the top of my head no
0: okay um i would as far as westerns go and deconstructing the genre i would say the searchers but in a vastly different way
1: and see i wanted to watch that before (laughs) before we filmed this and i totally Um,
0: forgot here's the thing about the searchers is like it's very for the year it came out 1956 it's extremely progressive in its views on uh different races but by 2020 standards it's really fucking racist oh boy so it's like one of those words uh, 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 but that one has like a similar deconstructing what the gunslinger archetype would be like practically but in that one it's like oh no this guy is straight up pretty much evil. Um moving along did did we like these movies? I, I like I, yes strong yes from me.
1: I liked Logan more than I did Shane. I'm not going to lie to you. But
0: yeah, still no.
1: I did like Shane but I like Logan more
0: yeah I think um I like Shane so much because I grew up watching it, and I have these very strong associations with that movie, and my father, with whom I have an amazing relationship, so yeah
1: yeah, obviously, you have a background with it, so
0: yeah it's, it's very different I have no uh, and I it.
1: tried so hard to break your spirits on it. <laughs>
0: I mean, I will say re-watching it for this pod, I was like, yeah, I think if I were like purely a modern viewer, I wouldn't be into this. <laughs> like, like, if this was my first time watching it, I'd be like, uh, okay, whatever. I get these references and other things now. <laughs> uh, Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Which moves us along to, would we watch these again?
1: You know what? I'm going to give Shane another shot. I won't okay. give it another shot. I won't give it another shot right away. Um, right. it
0: is a two hour movie. It's a pretty long movie.
1: Logan's longer, but and
0: Logan's longer.
1: But I I mean, yeah, I'll watch these movies again. It wasn't horrendous
0: <laughs> by any means.
1: I mean we've we've watched some pretty shitty movies doing this, but like
0: It's better than Fifty Shades.
1: Oh, anything's better than that one.
0: <laughs> Would we recommend these movies? yes i would yeah. recommend both of them with the caveat that shane you kind of have to put it in the context of its time period
1: no no okay. i don't think you have to do the caveat i think you can like when we talked about twilight you have to find the right audience for it like okay. i don't think i can recommend it to every single person but mm-hmm. i w- i will recommend it to like Fellow aficionados.
0: <laughs> you know what demographic fucking loves Shane? Boomers? Dads. Well, boomer dads, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, I think we're going to disagree about this one. Yes, we are. Are these movies actually the same?
1: <laughs> I don't want to give it a hard no.
0: Okay.
1: I want to give it, uh, I want to say no. Spiritually, are they the same? Yes. Mm-hmm. But are they like, are they like other episodes that we've done on this? No, they're not like that. They're not like those movies.
0: It's not by plot, but it is by story. I would say that these movies are the same person in a different suit.
1: Yes, I agree with you on, (laughs) I will agree with you on that one, but I don't think... think
0: Right. I think most of the major differences are just the differences in the genre and the time period in which they were made.
1: And the background of the character, too.
0: Yeah, but I think that's sort of a product of superhero movies. We like this deep mythology, whereas Westerns, their standalone mystery sort of plays a bigger part in Westerns than they do in superhero movies.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Gotcha.
0: But it it does make a big difference in how you feel by the end of the movie, too, though. So I can see how that's, for a lot of people, makes them very different.
1: Well, if you had feelings about any of these movies, twat me on the Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You can search for me at john__watches__movies, that's john with no h, or at moviesjohn.
0: If you happen to be James Mangold listening to this movie, I would really love for you to reach out to me and tell me why you made me sad. Why did you make me sad? James Mangold, what the fuck do you have wrong with me that you made me so sad? And also, can I collaborate with you on the sequel starring Laura? Um, and you can tweet me at Cookie o Shady.:
1: uh, Our podcast has... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, James Mangold, if you want to actually get, get a hold of us via the podcast and not at Shady herself, you no, can... No, you no,
0: can, you, can, you can at me. I will fight you, James Mangold. And also, I have a deep respect for you
1: you can email us uh we are movie deja vu pod at gmail.com. that is m o v i e d e j a v u p o d at gmail.com. we're on instagram oh. at movie deja vu pod and we're on twitter at movie deja vu because we are
0: right Right. We didn't. We
1: didn't really think this one through, guys. Sorry about yeah. that. But um, if you have any viewpoints that you wanted to add to this conversation, we're willing to read them. Uh, if you have any movie suggestions for us to do, please at, at us or email us or whatever the kids are saying. Write us a lovely letter, single spaced, one page.
0: <laughs> Send it by carrier pigeon
1: yes well shady let's uh call this one i know (laughs) we sound depressed and all but (laughs) listen
0: we wouldn't be depressed if these movies weren't so good so it's kind of a good thing
1: they made us feel things we had feelings all right so
0: here's a final thought that i didn't ask before fuck mary kill alan ladd and shane van heflin and shane and (laughs) hugh jackman and logan
1: All right, let's just say goodbye, Shady. (laughs) Bye. Bye, Bye, Shady.
0: Hey everyone shady here john and i thought that we should add a little message at the end for those of you who would like to catch up on the films that we're doing next week before that episode is released we are doing boyhood versus ladybird please take care of yourselves and those around you thank you so much for listening to our podcast we care about you very much and we will see you next monday take care everyone
1: you run on home to your mother and tell her Tell her everything's all right.
0: In measured 100 weight and penny pound. When the man comes around.